Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to a bonus episode of Process to Profitability. I'm so excited for this episode because I am bringing you Tripped and Prob Jalal from Buzzing Creatives, and we are talking about using Pinterest to grow your business. Now, part of the reason that I'm so excited is because it's a great topic and we get into a lot of cool discussions about how you can use Pinterest, the tools that they like to use to manage Pinterest, and some tips for the new changes that the platform has been making and how you can take advantage of that. They also wrap up with some really just good advice if you are just starting out, transitioning your Pinterest account to a business one or starting one from scratch so that you can make sure that you're on the right foot. The other reason I'm so excited about this is because Buzzing Creatives is actually a client of mine. And when this episode goes live, we will be just a few days away from launching their new website and their new Pinterest for Growth course. I would love it if you would check out their website. They are so passionate about helping creatives who have a little bit of a different background. And they talk about this in our episode So I'm going to leave that up to them, but make sure you check them out because their heart for doing this work is so great and they're experts at what they do and the website is going to be awesome. We've been working on it for a few months and I'm so excited for it to launch. Tripped and Brob of Buzzing Creatives are social media experts that specialize in Instagram and Pinterest and yes, they are sisters. They teach creative entrepreneurs how to grow their business online by leveraging social media. Buzzing Creatives was born out of their knowledge, experience, and passion for teaching. Being creative at heart, Tripped and Brob are passionate about creative entrepreneurs turning their creativity into profitability without compromising their artistic integrity. Buzzing Creatives was developed at a time when both Tripped and Brob were working on individual trajectories which they thought would never meet. But what they forgot was that more than being sisters, they were best friends, and more than best friends, they were soulmates. To have your sister as your soulmate is the best case scenario. You just can't lose, and so their individual fates align perfectly to create a window in time when Buzzing Creatives was finally born. Buzzing Creatives has grown into a community of creatives that inspire each other. At the heart of Buzzing Creatives is the belief that innovation is the result of a community full of supporting creatives, and that is why they place emphasis on building a sense of community where teachers are students and vice versa, and everyone can learn from each other and grow as creative and business owners. Outside of Buzzing Creatives, Tripped and Brob both love to travel, read books, watch Bollywood, listen to U2, and go on crazy adventures. Tripped has a master's degree in gender and international development from the Institute of Development Studies UK, along with her BA from the University of British Columbia. Brob is currently doing her PhD in art history with a focus on classical archaeology at the University of Toronto. She completed her master's in classical archaeology from the University of Oxford and previously completed her BA from the University of British Columbia. Like I said, this is one of my favorite episodes because I have been working with these ladies and the rest of their team for a few months on getting their website up and running so that they can launch their Pin for Growth course. And they really know what they're talking about. So make sure that you check out the website at buzzingcreatives.com and the course, which you can find on their website, 
so that you know when it opens. And if you think it's a good fit, I really encourage you to sign up. They talk about it at the end of the episode, and the things that they're going over are so in-depth and will really help you build a strategy moving forward on how you can use Pinterest to grow your business. Hi, ladies. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Samantha. Thanks for having us. Hi. I read the bio and talked a little bit about what we're going to talk about and how we know each other at the beginning of the show, but why don't you guys tell us a little bit more about you, where you're from, and what you do? So I'm Tripped, and I'm Prob, and uh, we're sisters, first of all, and we run Buzzing Creatives together, and we like to think of Buzzing Creatives as a place where creative minds learn the power of social media. So Buzzing Creatives, we focus on empowering women by teaching them how to use social media to grow their business through especially focusing on Instagram and Pinterest. And we also focus on the community aspect as well. Yeah, we were born and raised in Vancouver, Canada to uh, South Asian immigrants who came over in the late 70s, early 80s. And we're both uh, academic. We both have an academic background. I'm currently doing my PhD, Trip Center Masters, and yeah. All right. So why don't you guys talk a little bit about how you got into running this business and why you decided to do it together? Okay. How do we get into this business? <laughs> like, hard. It's a difficult question to answer. I feel like so many factors went into why it happened, sort of, but... Part of it was Trip was done her master's. I was waiting to start my master's and we had this year in between. Trip had come back from her master's feeling super inspired because of the people she was around. Do you want to kind of fill in your part of the story? Yeah. So uh, during my master's, I did my master's in gender and international development. And one of my friends that I met there, she had a nonprofit that she was running in India. And I remember just talking to her about growing the, her brand awareness online and um, social media. And she wasn't using social media to do that. And I was really surprised. And so I just showed her a little, some things about Instagram and Twitter, et cetera. And it just turned into a more, you know, once in a while I would just sit there beside her showing her how to use these platforms for growing her not-for-profit. She was like to me, you know what, Tripp, you're so good at teaching this. I didn't even know we could use social media in this way. And so I was really surprised and I came back home and I was selling Brub and it just... Yeah, and we, we had an Etsy shop running and even through that we noticed that there were so many amazing women out there and businesses out there with great products, but they just didn't know how or didn't have the tools to market themselves effectively. So we kind of sat down, had a meeting and we were like, hey, wouldn't it be really cool because we really like handmade things anyways. We really like empowering small businesses. So wouldn't it be really cool if we taught them how to do this? So Buzzing Creators kind of came out of that sort of. Yeah. And we both, we spend all our free time together. Anyways. Most of yeah. our free time. <laughs> Um, uh, we're four sisters and four of us like doing everything together and Rob and I are quite like-minded and we love this whole idea of mixing kind of actionable things with our creativity as well. Yeah, exactly. And part of Buzzing Creatives is you guys have this community aspect. So can you just talk a little bit about how that got started and why you're so focused on that piece? Community is really important to us because we grew up in a South Asian household and it 
it functions as a micro community, <laughs> really. Um, we grew up with a lot of people living in one house. We had our aunts and uncles living with us at some point. Our grandparents lived with us. So we're very used to sort of working laterally, working with babysitting our cousins on demand whenever we're, you know, it doesn't matter what your plans are, but now I have to babysit my cousins or to go to our uncle or aunt for help. And we really saw how beneficial it is to have that sort of social support system, even sometimes economic support system uh, that you can't really get elsewhere and how it sort of helped our parents out and it helped us out and how it shaped us. And even when I, with my group of friends, we tend to also think of ourselves as a tiny little community. And it's not so much as networking and an opportunistic sort of mindset to it. It's more like, how can I help you with what I have and how can you help me with what I have so that we both can get, get to where we want to be in a healthy way. So I don't know. I feel like that's why community is very important to me and probably to you too. Yeah, just I think it's really important that we, we value the collective over the individual and also that the beautiful thing about communities is that it brings different people with different skill sets, different viewpoints, different opinions together towards the betterment of the community of helping each yeah, other. Those out. people don't necessarily have to agree on everything. Exactly. That's, that's the beauty of a community. That's a difference between the quotation marks, the word tribe, which we don't really like <laughs> and the community. And so we found that through this community, it kind of evolved itself organically became this community by all these women they were all finding each other and helping each other out and it was so beautiful and a lot of it had to do with they felt like they were women that were kind of left out of the general space online and all these other communities and they were building this community themselves and we're just so glad that we got to be the place or the space online to kind of hold this community of women that might not necessarily have Have English, yeah, have English as their first language or might not necessarily look a particular way or um, have different stories and still feel like they have a space online and they can feel empowered and grow their businesses. I love that. And I love that that is such a heart of what you guys are doing. It's not just teaching social media. It's really being specific for the type of people you want to work with and focusing on them and where they're at and helping them to sort of get what other people might get in the mainstream, but they're just not seeing where they fit there. Yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly what we are all about. That is key. Um, Because a lot of times, and being a person of color and having parents that were immigrants. And I'm seeing this happen on the online space too, where there are a lot of women that feel like because they're not seeing people that look like them or sound like them them, or come from similar backgrounds that they don't have that kind of, I would say like, they feel like their knowledge all of a sudden doesn't matter or they're not good enough. They're inferior to um, all these other people when they're not. And they have so much to share and so much to give and so much value. And they value community. A lot of the women, we spend a lot of time getting to know them. They value community themselves and are wanting to help each other themselves. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. So today we're talking about using Pinterest specifically for business growth because you guys have a course coming out on that. And it's something 
that as I dove into your analytics was a really big thing that I saw is you have so much traffic coming from Pinterest. And so I wanted to ask, why is Pinterest so important for online businesses and creative entrepreneurs? Um, it's exactly what you just said. First of all, Pinterest drives, you saw our analytics, majority of our traffic. Um, so it's so important for creative entrepreneurs to start looking at Pinterest as a serious platform. It drives, the, I believe the number is 5% of all website traffic, and that's making it the second most significant portion of all web referral traffic out of any other social like network. So if you are thinking of how to grow your business and how to drive more traffic to your blog or your shop business, then Pinterest is so, so important to you. And Pinterest yeah. is a great platform to sort of build your brand awareness, uh, share your expertise, share your content and create resources for your community, which is why it's very important to us. And it's also a really great place to highlight your community members as well. And just to put things into perspective, when it comes to like shopping in general, and because a lot of the people in our community are product-based, are service-based as well. Um, when it comes to shopping or people wanting to buy something, Pinterest actually drives 33% more referral traffic than Facebook does. And there's a lot of hype around Facebook and Facebook is great for what it does. But we feel like Pinterest is this sort of unknown untapped for a lot of people. And if they're using it more effectively and efficiently, and if they realize that Pinterest users actually are ready to buy, it's the number one shopping platform among millennials, it would do wonders for their business. Yeah, so I would say two big things is that it's a major driver of traffic. And the second thing is that Pinterest users are ready to buy more than any other social media platform. Okay. So let's talk about how Pinterest is different than other social media platforms because I think we kind of know what to expect when we get on Instagram or Facebook, but Pinterest is pretty different as far as how to approach that. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I always say to that is Pinterest is less of a social media platform. It is a search engine. And just in thinking about it in that way differentiates it from any other social media platform. Yeah. So yeah, the number one thing, as Rob said, was that it's a search engine. So when you're even using it to grow your business, you have to come in with the mindset of thinking of it more like Google with keywords and et cetera. And I guess you could put it, you can label it as more as a visual search engine because there is that visual aspect to it as well. And another thing I would say that really differentiates Pinterest from other social media platforms is that a pin's life, shelf life, is way longer than anything like uh, Twitter or Facebook. Even like say like a few months after you pin something on Pinterest, you will be seeing your repins, like people repinning your pin and it being relevant and driving traffic to your website or your business. Whereas on Twitter, something lasts like only like 10 minutes and <laughs> Facebook as well. I think it's a very, it's less than an hour where your post is showing up in the Facebook. Yeah, feed. So that's the thing that Pinterest has a really long shelf life compared to 
other social media platforms. A, a pin on average, uh, it could live for about seven months. So if you're thinking about your business and if you're thinking about the sort of passive angle of Pinterest, once you get your pin out there, and I don't really like to use the word passive because it is, your pin is remaining active. It's getting repinned all the time. 80% of all pins are repins. So it's quite an active thing. The only, the only reason why I said the word passive is because you're not actually doing any of the work that you have to do with all the other social media platforms. Once you put your pin up there, it's like pretty amazing the reach that your pin can have and how you can use that to drive traffic to your website, to your sort of your shop and, and convert those into sales. Because if you remember what we said, people are coming onto Pinterest to with the mindset to buy and because it is a search engine the intent is different They're, they have to specifically put certain words in um, so they've already done the process of a, a lot of the processes you need in order to prime people to buy once they end up clicking on your pin and landing on your website so is there anybody or any type of business that will not benefit from pinterest or should everybody be there um so i know the myth around Pinterest is that it's only for women or it's <laughs> for like the wedding industry or recipes, etc. Well, whereas yeah, most Pinterest users are women, but a lot of the newer signups are actually men. Mm, yeah. And also another thing people forget about Pinterest is that it has a, such a big global reach. It is um, not just popular in uh, North America, but it has a huge global reach. And I think what happens is that, like I said before, people think of it as like, oh, it's for people who are, you know, doing crafts or whatnot. But I would say that, yes, there are some um, categories that are more prominent on Pinterest, but you would be surprised how most businesses can use Pinterest for their benefit because people are in there, um, they're using Pinterest as a platform, as like an aspirational, inspirational platform. So whether that is searching and learning more about the tech industry or um, the finances, learning to budget their finances, um, wellness, etc. It's There is content on there, especially now, to do with all Sorts of yeah, industries. yesterday, actually, we were just talking to a real estate agent who is just, she's just become a real estate agent. She was a nurse before she became a real estate agent to spend more time with her family. And we were talking to her about how she can be using Pinterest for her sort of line of work. So the possibilities are endless with Pinterest. But like Tripp said, yes, of course, it's more effective for some versus others. But it would be a mistake not to be on Pinterest altogether because your reach is global. Your reach is much more than you realize. So you should definitely be on Pinterest. Yeah. And I have noticed that like if you were to search for something on Google, occasionally it will pop up with a Pinterest result. And you don't see that with an Instagram post is not going to pop up on Google as a result. But even the way that Pinterest is doing things, it's connecting to these other search engines that then get you people that might not be searching on their platform. Exactly. And that is actually one thing that we constantly teach our audience, which is how to make your Pinterest boards um, show up in Google search. And that is something that's really unique to Pinterest. And it's so interesting because Google recently has been influenced by Pinterest and has started to do the whole tiled suggested words when you search. Mm -hmm. 
And then when you press enter and then on top, you'll see those tiles that is directly from Pinterest. Pinterest. So yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like Pinterest is just amazing and you can use it in so many ways and to have your boards and pins show up in Google search when you're using the right keywords and um, you're having the right engagement on Pinterest and you have the right, your settings optimized for this, you can have your Pinterest show up in the search results on Google. Okay. So if somebody is on Pinterest or they're getting started, you know, there are individual boards that you can have and you pin stuff to them. And there are also group boards that you can join. Can you talk about sort of why each of those is important and how they work? Yeah, for sure. So group boards used to be a really big thing, but with the smart feed, um, when Pinterest changed over to more of an algorithm, smart feed group boards are still great, but they aren't as important. Um, We definitely don't recommend joining like all the group boards out there. So let me just explain what a group board is. So group board is just like a regular Pinterest board. But the difference is that the board creator can invite other people to also pin on those boards. So it's like a collaboration. But we always say that you need to really focus on group boards that are in your niche and where your target audience is hanging out in. So individual boards are boards that you create on your account and they can turn into group boards if you invite other people to pin to them. So that's the difference. And we definitely recommend focusing on your individual boards more so, especially now with the recent Pinterest updates and the Pinterest follower feed. It's really, really important you're focusing on your own content and your own boards and what your boards are and what you're pinning to your boards and how you're pinning. Group boards are still great, but I would really focus on a few things when joining group boards, making sure that they're in your niche, um, looking at the description of the group board and seeing if it's keyword optimized um, and to see if it's active. And there's so much that goes into it. Definitely do an audit of your group boards and see if, you know, if they're harming your Pinterest account or if they're relevant. I would say I would focus on join some group boards, but I would say focus on Tailwind Tribes more so. Okay. So that was my next question is what tools can listeners use to manage and grow their Pinterest account? And so you guys mentioned Tailwind. So can we talk a little bit about that and what the tribes are? Yeah. um, Our tools that we recommend is Tailwind and Board Booster. But especially Tailwind. Tailwind is a great tool to use. Uh, They give you a free 100 pins, I believe, when you sign up. And it's a scheduler. And one thing that's really important on Pinterest is the consistency of posting, pinning, sorry. And so what uh, Tailwind allows you to do is it allows you to schedule pins that go out and pin themselves. Also, Tailwind has amazing analytics and stats. And another component to Tailwind is Tailwind Tribes. So they're a little bit different than group boards on Pinterest, but I definitely encourage you to look into Tailwind Tribes. And the best thing is you don't have to be a paid member of Tailwind in order to use Tailwind Tribes. In Tailwind Tribes, what you have is that you have other tribe mates in a tribe and you guys are all pinning and sharing content that is related to one niche one topic 
And then you're sharing each other's pins. You're pooling all your pins together under that tribe. And this is so great for increasing the visibility of your pins and growing your Pinterest account. And another tool is Board Booster, which also is a scheduler. And one of our favorite features of Board Booster is the looping pin component. Okay. And oh, another one, sorry. This is for people who are not comfortable, who feel like what we all know that Um, your Pinterest graphics do matter. And I do understand that not everybody is like a graphic designer or something. So Canva is a great free tool to use to um, create Pinterest in graphic templates. Okay. Do you have a recommendation for how often people should be pinning or like how many pins a day that people should try to aim for? Yeah. So there's no magic number. I know that a lot of people like throwing out like numbers and whatnot. (laughs) There is no magic number. The key here is quality over quantity and it's consistency. So when I say that, what I mean is that say if you have like 15 pins, instead of pinning them all at once on say a Monday and then not pinning for the rest of the week, it's better if you were pinning like say two pins a day even if it's two pins. It's two pins a day is better than 15 pins on one day and then forgetting about Pinterest for a week. So honestly, like to begin with, I know it could be overwhelming and that's why tools such as Tailwind are so great to help you with that, to help you pin consistently. Definitely, I would say try to pin 15 to 20 pins a day. But again, It's about consistency if you feel like you can't do that. Even five pins a day is better than not pinning for days and days Mm. um, because a smart feed really, really rewards consistency. And another thing I want to say is that with the recent updates, the first five pins that you pin starting at, I believe it's midnight UTC. I don't know what time zone that is. So (laughs) I know it's, it's, it's 5 p.m. Pacific. Your Pacific zone. Yeah, and 5 p.m. Bias is coming out now. I don't know who he is. No, it's 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern time. That's when whatever the UTC time zone is, is midnight. Um, your first five pins that you pin out really, really matter now with the following feed because those first five pins are given priority when um, Pinterest is distributing it out to um, the follower feed, the follower tab, because that's a new update with Pinterest that we have a follower tab now too, along with your home feed. So definitely if you could get those five pins every day and your followers are seeing those five pins, that's what's most important, I would say. Okay. That's really good to know because I did not know that that was something I needed to look at. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's fairly new. Okay. So what if somebody already has a Pinterest account, you know, they've been pinning recipes and makeup tutorials and home decor stuff. What do they need to do to sort of shift that into working better for their business? Do we need to start over? Can we make some changes? What do you recommend? Do not start all over. Um, (laughs) That. And I would say there's a few ways you can go about this. One is if your business is nothing, if your target audience and your business has nothing related to that kind of category, I would say if you want to continue pinning on those type of boards and make those boards into secret boards and you can continue pinning on them. 
but they just won't show up on your profile and they won't really be included in when Pinterest is taking into consideration. Yeah, so what Trift is saying is say if you run a home decor business and you've been using Pinterest to save things for your home decor business, like inspiration for yourself, let's say, or things that you've done, and it's kind of grown this following, but at the same time, your Pinterest is kind of your personal Pinterest and you had recipes in there and you had like runway looks in there or whatever. You kind of do this audit of your Pinterest profile. You have to start treating your Pinterest profile as your sort of how you would your Instagram feed. So you do an audit of your Pinterest profile and you kind of go, okay, well, what belongs here? What doesn't belong here? If I'm trying to attract people to my home decor business, I need to now maybe put my runway and my recipes board into my sort of secret board section and focus on if people come onto my profile, it kind of needs to mimic my Instagram profile feed and keep it cohesive. Um, So when they go back and forth between all my social media platforms, they're seeing my name is the same, my LinkedIn, my bio is the same, and my board kind of read how my images do on my Instagram feed. So your board covers are really important. What you name your board covers are important. There are a lot of things you can do right off the bat to sort of optimize your profile to start having people land on your profile and want to follow you all together, which is key. Yeah, exactly. So we always say to think of your Pinterest profile as a hub where your target audience wants to hang out in. So you want to really get in the mindset of your pinner and if you do have something like say uh, you're a makeup artist maybe don't have boards that are to do with hiking in the Himalayas because yeah, some of your target audience might be interested in that, but maybe have something to do with, uh, let's see what, it's a makeup artist, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you pick the topic that you know least about. <laughs> <laughs> no, to have something like wedding looks or, yeah. and then to have another one that says runway inspired uh, makeup, makeup looks. Yeah. Or, you know, instead of having like hiking or athlete leisure wear. Okay. So it sounds like it's kind of similar to having categories in your blog. Those big things that you're talking about should be what you're sharing on Pinterest too. Yes. Exactly. If you're ready to update your website today and need some guidance on things that you can do, check out my free guide, Five Website Updates to Get Legit. You can download it at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. There you will find a guide with five easy updates you can make today that are going to make your website stand out, be legal, and it includes free resources that you can check out as well as easy action steps to get you started so that you can start making improvements to your website today. That is at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. Now that we've sort of figured out what boards we need, how do we write the descriptions for those boards and name them and then do the same thing for pins to sort of work on this search engine platform? Yeah, so I mean, it's exactly going back to the point that I made earlier and Trip just touched on right now is to remember that Pinterest is a search engine and to remember that people go on there with intent, they're putting words in there with intent, they're looking specifically for things. And then it's what Trip said, you have to start putting yourself in the mindset of your target audience, people that are coming onto Pinterest, what are the specific words your target audience would be putting into the search engine that is Pinterest to land on what would be then your pin or your profile. 
So yeah, and I would say first and foremost, focus on pin descriptions because those are the most important. And you want to make sure your pin descriptions are they're using broad and thematic keywords along with specific keywords. And when I say keywords, I don't mean list out the keywords. I always <laughs> recommend kind of still making it conversational and natural. Like I could give an example, something like say you have a roasted Brussels sprouts recipe for an easy weeknight dinner or for a fancy side vegetable dish. It has keywords like roasted Brussels sprouts, but it also has thematic things like weeknight dinner. And then a more specific one is a vegetable, but then a fancy dinner side vegetable dish. So it's kind of like covering the very specificness and then a very broad category. category. Yep. And also, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um, hashtags are back in a thing on Pinterest. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so go ahead and use those hashtags. But again, hashtag like you think your target audience, what are the words they're using, that sort of thing. And so that's why with a lot of what we work on, on any of our courses or when we talk to any of people in our community members or any of our lives, we spend a lot of time focusing on defining your target audience, defining your brand and starting with those foundational blocks because you're going to need those in order to then revamp your Pinterest or revamp your Instagram or revamp your business strategy in order to be attracting your target audience and putting out what your target audience would be attracted to. Yeah. And secondly, I would say then your board descriptions are very important. This is something I feel like a lot of people skip over when we're doing Pinterest audits. We see that a lot of people are not using board descriptions. And it's really important because when you pin to Pinterest, the first board you pin your pin to, the pin and board relationship is such that the pin then carries that data from that board along for its life on Pinterest. So if, okay. if you think about it like Google Images, if you go into a Google Image search, the image itself will have a description and that's how it came up whenever you put any words down for the search. Uh, an image that someone puts up on the internet that is img underscore jpeg dot three zero 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 one zero three won't show up if you put in pink flowers. So you need to start using words in order to describe what you're talking about that will then be attached permanently to that pin. And when any, anytime anyone sort of searches that, it'll show up. So you're not just pushing things out into the internet first and hoping that something will happen. You need to sort of take that extra little bit of time and energy to make sure that you're attracting those people to you if they're putting that into the search engine. That makes sense. And I think, you know, it might be something that we have to start doing or can just do a little bit better as we're going. But a lot of times when you're writing a description, it sounds like it's just using the words that the people searching are going to use. So it's not listing keywords, it's writing an actual sentence that people might look for. Exactly. I think you said it well there. It's just contextualizing the pin. Okay. So for people who are ready to start using Pinterest for their business, what are the three main things you think they need to focus on? Definitely pinning consistently. Um, as I said, even if you could get five pins a day, really important. So pinning consistently, focusing on those first five pins since Pinterest is giving them priority in their dis distribution. And then the second thing I would say is your pin descriptions. Very, very important. And making sure your pin descriptions and your pin 
image is linking to a landing page with similar content. So your pin description is matching, say, your blog post title. And the image that you're pinning is either the same image on your blog post or a similar image because Pinterest is really working on making sure their pins are leading to the correct sites. And then third, I would say, is working on getting those Pinterest, sorry, Pinterest <laughs> graphics uh, right. That's four. <laughs> really? Yep. Well, there you go, four. Okay. <laughs> An extra one, why not? Yeah, making your Pinterest graphics, um, you know, Pinterest uh, friendly, so not having them too long and cluttered and then having readable text. Yeah. <laughs> and I did see that Pinterest has kind of gone away from wanting, it's not just about pins that go on forever, like there is a sort of an optimal length too. Yeah, yeah, they, they just announced the optimal length of 600 pixels by 900 pixels. It's always changing. Yeah, it's always, always changing yeah. and that's why it's so important to kind of stay up to date. All right, so is there anything else um, before we get into the general questions that you guys wanted to share about Pinterest specifically? Honestly, the only thing I would like to share is that we're surprised that a lot of businesses or creative entrepreneurs are using Pinterest for their own research, but not really utilizing it as part of their marketing strategy. And it's done wonders for us. Honestly, the reason we decided to come out with our course on Pinterest was because when we would ask our audience how they came to know of us and they would say Pinterest and then we would look at analytics and it would be Pinterest. And so just want to reiterate, it's a platform, especially this year that you really do need to get on. Um, it's moving up in all the referral traffic numbers and also all the people buying online. Consumer. Consumer. Yeah. Consumer. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> all right. So Sorry, I wanted to make a correction. Um, one thing I really wanted to say was when we were talking about if someone is just starting with Pinterest, and I said three things, I don't know, you could edit some of them, but it's very, very, very important that you have a Pinterest business account. Okay. Yeah, because a Pinterest business account lets you claim your website, and it also gives you analytics and whatnot, and it's, yeah, it's really important to do that. All right, so as we get into the general questions, you guys can decide if you want to each answer this separately or if you have an answer together. So the first one is, can you give me an example of how serving your clients and your um, community well has benefited your business? Um, I would say, honestly, it's things like we had Moen's of Sophie's dolls. She makes handmade dolls and she did an Instagram audit with us and it literally helped her grow her business. That's Oh gosh, exponentially. Never, yeah, I can never say that word. <laughs> and um, and honestly, she found us at the right time, and we found her at the right time because it was kind of the beginnings of Buzzing Creatives. We weren't really sure where we were going to take this whole thing, and our audit did so much for her business that it was word of mouth, and she just automatically brought in so many people into our community and referred our business to other people. Okay, that's awesome. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Um, we're loving the sense of freedom and creativity with Buzzing Creatives, mm. and we're loving... Um, I'm currently loving the new Janelle Monet album. <laughs> <laughs> 
love that. And I'm loving this really good weather because I came from Toronto back to Vancouver. And right when I left Toronto, it was a storm happening. And in Vancouver, it's so sunny and beautiful. So I'm loving that. All right. And now my next question is, what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? So I know you guys have a Pinterest course. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So we are relaunching our Pinterest course, Pin for Growth. And at the same time, we're going to be relaunching our website, thanks to the lovely Samantha of Lemon and Tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we're excited about those two things. Um, our Pinterest course is a six-module course. It's very thorough. We take you all, all the way from the foundational block that Rub said, because we don't believe in just working on just the top layer, superficial layer of things and whatnot. We build you right from the foundation of we work through your target audience breaking down your target audience working on your branding and then how all of those things inform your pinterest strategy and then we work on all these strategies and we show you how to use pinterest strategically to grow your business your blog your email list your sales and just on a whole how you can set up systems with pinterest to help you succeed with your business from the nitty gritty to like the bigger picture. Yeah, it's not, you know, tips and tricks. There are actual real strategies that we get you to work on that can feel a little frustrating at times, but they pay off. Yeah, okay. and even if you're pinning, if you're pinning consistently on Pinterest and you don't know who your target audience is and you're not pinning with that in mind, it's harder to succeed then on Pinterest. Okay. So you're kind of going more in depth in some of the stuff we talked about and then getting even more into the strategy to really help people get into this and make it into a platform that drives traffic to their website or wherever it is that they want it to go. Yes, exactly. And we do that. We have like visual content strategy. We have like optimizing your Pinterest profile. So we, keywords. And we, we spend a we lot of time on keywords. A lot of time on keywords because it's, it's very overwhelming and we understand that. And we want this course to be more of a tool building uh, experience. So we want to give our community members. So if you sign up for the course, uh, you become a community member, the tools so that they can go off and do it themselves and build on that toolkit on their own. So that's sort of our main objective is to how do we empower people to use Pinterest on their own and become sort of agents in their own right in running their own business and creating their own business strategy and where Pinterest fits into that. All right. And so my last question is, where can people find you online? Um, so we are on Pinterest. <laughs> so that's pinterest.com forward slash buzz in creative. So without the G. And we're all, you can find us on Instagram. We're quite active over there. It's at buzzing creatives. And we're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash buzzing creatives. And we're on Twitter as well. We're, we're everywhere. <laughs> we have our Facebook community as well. Just search Buzzing Creatives on Facebook to join our Facebook group. All right. Well, thank you ladies so much for coming on and talking about this. I know it's a topic that a lot of people are really starting to think about and things have changed so much since we probably all started using Pinterest to like find recipes. So yeah. I'm excited for people to listen and to learn more about everything that you're doing. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting us.
Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.